millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast Thing. Whoa, yeah. Here we go. Check it out now. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast thing. My name is Luke and this is my thing. Sorry, just drinking some uh, orange jade. <laughs> okay, so this is the last episode of the year. Um, it's a Christmas episode. Christmas things are happening all around you. Sleigh bells are oh, the soundtrack to my life at the minute. Uh, it's no snow, unfortunately. Just it's the way it is. We don't get snow anymore. Uh, maybe February. We'll try that. Um, so as this is the last episode of the year, uh, I've been doing this show since March. I think we started in March. Um, I just want to, first of all, give a special thanks to uh, the people who helped with the show. So uh, to- the the amazing music you hear throughout the show. I always get compliments on, on the music and soundtracks. Um, I want to thank Tom Robson for that. He did the opening and closing themes and, and a lot of the uh, underlaying music. Uh, Ryan Moser. Uh, from Twilight in Versailles. He does a lot of the music I use. And Adam French, he, I've used his music as well. Um, so I want to thank all the guests I've had on the show. I've had so many guests. I'm not going to read them off now because I, I'll, I'll forget someone and I'll make them look stupid. Um, <laughs> okay, I want to thank the people who took part in making stuff, the people who got their hands dirty. Uh, Dom, Fongi, Skip, Ben, Matt. Um, so many great people and so many cool things we've made this year. Um, and I want to thank you, the, the people who, who emailed me um sent me emails that made me laugh and smile and uh, and the cool reviews that people left me got a nice review recently someone said they liked that this show was they they uh, said the show was like a creative reprieve or something along those lines and i like that um okay so today i figured if we're coming towards the end of the year i need to talk about the 25 things about storytelling i learned 25 things about storytelling i learned in 2015 Number one, don't be attached to an outcome, because if you're if you if you think that your first film or your first book is gonna fucking take off, it's gonna be incredible. It, it's it's not, and it's gonna you're gonna be disheartened basically. Um, you can't have too high expectations because you'll likely become disappointed, and you can't have too low expectations because you won't put the effort into the work itself. So plan for both, expect neither. Because the likelihood, likelihood is that it would just just do the middle ground, you know. Uh, so don't be attached to that. Uh, number two, listen to your mind and body and rest when you need to rest. Uh, there's been a lot of times this past year with my full-time job and my freelance work and, and my, my writing and stuff. And I've just felt every now and again my mind my body just pulls me into this sort of uh, cocoon of depression. And I don't want to do anything. And I just need to 
literally do nothing and I'm sad and um, and I just need to I think next year I'm going to need to listen to my body a little bit more and uh, and, and just take the time to purposefully rest um, number three surround yourself by motivated people doing the same thing as you who make you laugh and also scare you for me this is my Hawk and Kluver guys um, they, they scare me in the sense that when I read their work there's, it's scarily good it, it makes me think I need to up my own game I need to do more <laughs> to keep in par with these guys um, and the we make each other laugh in our little private Facebook group and conversations there's always that sense of laughing whilst we're grinding the gears um, you can always number four you can always do more than you think you can so you can write a 90 page, 90 page screenplay in a in a week you can make a film in a week you can always do more um, before this year the idea of writing a novel it just, it just wasn't going to happen and then somehow this year I've written two there's always that extra level you can go to it's that whole four minute mile thing you see one person do it we see yourself do it and and then you, you that's your new expectation that's your new level and number five once your work is finished look at it with a critical eye and see how it fits into the world around it when you're working on, on the work itself don't be too critical just, just do what you need to do get it out there make it as good as it can be but then you need to flip a switch in your mind and, and be critical on how it fits into the market so just take book covers for example if you're writing a thriller or a, a romance novel and your cover it's, it doesn't look like the other covers in the market in the top selling charts on Amazon at that time is that because you just didn't look and see how what people's expectations were of a, of a romance book cover or is that because you're trying to subvert people's expectations it's fine to do something different if you're doing it on purpose um, you don't you just want to be self-aware and aware of, the, of, of what you're doing and, and you've got to be critical on that you've got to know where you stand um, number six reach out to people who are doing what you want to do yourself uh, this is why one of the reasons why I like this podcast I like to interview cool storytellers who are telling cool stories you know indie authors filmmakers get, uh, game development guys because I want to do that myself <laughs> I want to know what they're doing and and through this podcast I'm able to do that and hopefully you can do that as well so you through through listening to this show you can get a bit of that magic uh, number seven uh, stock and flow this is a concept I learned from Austin Cleon in his book Steal Like an Artist or it could have been Show Your Work it's one of those two books both but you both you need to read both of those books uh, so stock and flow this is there is a balance there so stock that's like your film your book your screenplay whatever it is um, and flow is something you regularly put out into the world so when I started this podcast I was sort of for me flow is this podcast and stock is my books and my films uh, so when I started this podcast, I was all about the flow, constantly getting the work out there. But then I wanted to build bigger things. And I thought the, the podcast was getting in the way because I wanted to spend longer writing novel length work and works and that sort of thing. So then I stopped the podcast and I just concentrated on stock. But then I realized I was missing out on this whole other part of me. Um, and the balance was all out of whack. So you've got to find that balance of 
you need to constantly be putting something into the world, but at the same time building bigger, larger projects in the background. Um, I think it's important. It's something I've learned this year that I'm going to really try and stick to next year. Uh, number eight, keep yourself accountable in a public way. This has really helped me. When I wrote my, so the seven day story challenges, when I said, when I said to myself, I'm going to make a film in seven days and I made it public to you guys, I didn't know that I was going to be able to do it. <laughs> I really didn't think I would be able to, or I thought if I could, it'd probably be a bit of a crappy film. Um, but because I made it public, I forced myself to do the extra hours, the extra work to make it as good as it can be in those seven days. And this is the same principle for NaNoWriMo on a larger scale. Um, it's just it's just making your goals, uh, putting your goals out there in the world, so people you sort of, so you sort of force yourself to to push through the pain and uh, and get the work done. Uh, number nine, that that last one's painful. <laughs> number nine, uh, try to work in more than one medium whilst focusing on your own unique voice. I honestly believe that if you write books, you can make films, and they're two completely different mediums that you can still maintain a clear, consistent voice. Now, some people don't agree with that. That's fine. But this is something that I want to do more and more of. I want to tell comics and I want to uh, make games at some point in the future. And I still want to do it from my own unique perspective and my own unique voice. Because that's just the, that's the only way I can, I can do things. It's the same with the way I market things. I I have to do things in a certain way. And if if I don't do things in a certain way, then I'm not being true to myself. And it puts me in the depressive coma. <laughs> uh, number 10, listen to podcasts. Not just this one. There's so many great podcasts out there and so much free content that... It's like... Back, so if imagine back in the day in Ernest Hemingway's trying to work out how to market his novel... He's got to go to dinner parties or whatever he did, send letters and wait for two years to get the letters from Cuba to France or wherever he was staying at the time. Uh, whereas now we've got so all these podcasts and, and all this free content, some YouTube videos and blog posts, but I think podcasts are, uh, are kind of fantastic. Uh, number 11, arm yourself with the best tools you can. So for me, this is Scrivener. Uh, I use Pomodoro timers and stuff like that as well, but they've just helped me write better right and write faster um be grateful for living in a world oh, sorry this is number 12 be grateful for living in a world where this is easier than it has ever been so it's same as the podcasting really like okay so again Ernest Hemingway <laughs> so he used to sit down and write and he'd write about 50 words a day whatever it was and and then he'd probably have to he'd probably have to write I'd probably have to come back to what he's written and say, does that fact make sense? Is that fact true? Is that spelling right? Is that grammar right? We've got Google. <laughs> We've got the internet. So if that doesn't if that doesn't make us exponentially better and faster, then I don't know what will. Um, number 13, be grateful for what you've made already. Very easy to get down on where you are in, at the current moment. And looking back and thinking about what you've made can sometimes just uplift you and uh, be a nice little pat on the back that you need um, number 14 read a lot of books uh, non-fiction books books on craft fiction books as well 
Uh, I actually have been reading far too many comic books recently. <laughs> and that's just what I enjoy. Uh, number 15, you don't find your voice, you sculpt it. Uh, so you don't, you don't sort of wantonly stumble into your voice. You have to constantly craft it and sculpt it. Um, you know, um, it's, it's just going to take time and it's going to take effort, conscious effort as well. Uh, number 16, uh, the work will get done in the time available. Uh, this is the power of deadlines in general. If you say to yourself that... So when Jay Fawn, when I had Jay Fawn on the show, he said when he had two hours to write all of his words before work or when he had the whole day to write all of his words, he would normally get 2,000 words done on both either days. And I think that's just because... The, the work will get done in the time available so if you have less time your mind sort of instantly clicks into focus and it helps you get into that flow state because you know you've got a limited time a limited resource and you sort of just force yourself to uh, to, to focus and concentrate and get the work done um, number 17 try to work to themes instead of goals so instead of trying to think I want to buy next year I want to be making 10 grand a month from uh, from my tweets <laughs> whatever it is um, don't worry about that instead think about themes so think about uh, so for me it's the whole write publish repeat thing so am I writing am I publishing and sort of repeating the process that's just a theme that I can live by and, and constantly work towards um, and there's smaller goals within that larger theme but it's just it's it's enough if I don't hit those goals it's not a massive sort of slap in the nostrils um number 18 you need to do some sort of physical exercise because you will get fat and fast i learned this because i haven't done any physical exercise this past year and i've got fat very fast i put on like an extra stone and then i lost that stone but the belly stayed which means i was probably just losing the muscle mass beneath the fat so i've, I've gone i've gone into like a negative balance here <laughs> So that's something I'm taking into next year. I need to do something about this belly I've got. It's it's definitely not right. Uh, number 19, some people are making a lot of money in indie publishing. Uh, a sickening amount of money. Uh, it, it go, I don't know what to make about that, really. It's just something I've learned. Um, okay, number 20, uh, a morning routine and stacking habits is incredibly powerful. Um I'll go into this in a later episode because it's too much. But having a morning routine has been very valuable for me. Uh, Number 21, most book marketing doesn't work. Um, The problem is some some types of marketing will work for one book and not for the other. Um, Again, you can't become attached to an outcome. You've got to experiment. Apart from from BookBub, um, I don't know if you've noticed me mention BookBub a few times. Um, It's a book marketing platform that works for everyone, it seems. Uh, Number 22, um, social media is mostly a waste of time. <laughs> There's a lot. No, maybe maybe the majority of successful authors I know don't use social media at all, or very very limited use of it. Um, there's and there's too many people using social media bots. You know, there's authors that you follow, and then you get an instant message from them saying, "Thank you. Uh, go check out my book. It's free here." I hate those bots. I think they're literally breaking the internet they're ruining the internet when they do that yeah, number 23 a good mailing list is still the be all and end all of marketing um as much as one can be 
Uh, personally, I think this will change in the next couple of years just because there's so many people doing it, but it's still the best we got. Uh, so I'm, we're still going to try and build our mailing list and I'm going to try and make my mailing list as personable as possible as possible because I hate robo marketing. You know what I mean? It's, it's the worst. Um, okay, number 24. Uh, geography is nothing. This last year, more so than before, uh, my network of friends who are filmmakers, authors, storytellers, um, they're literally all over the world. Like, it used to be when I lived in Derby, um, my filmmaking friends and writing friends were just Derby people. But now, now I'm living in London. I don't really know that many people in London, actually. <laughs> uh, but I've, I've got a lot of friends in, like, uh, LA, Australia, uh, Canada, everywhere uh africa there's 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 a listener out there who listens from japan and i don't know who he is but every single show as soon as i put it online i get that one download in japan so there must be one guy who uh, one guy or girl who just listens to this show religiously in japan that's cool <laughs> um number 25 uh try to laugh at the ludicrousness of it all at least once today because storytelling is is both a pointless exercise and tapping fingers on keys and making up bullshit that that nobody will ever ever care about uh but at the same time it's the most fulfilling modern day magic available to us and the craft of creating things and making things is as godly a thing as anything else i know of yeah okay guys i'll be back in the new year with new stuff to do, new stuff to make. And yeah, here's to a good one. All right, guys. Cheers.